like I should sing some Bon Jovi songs to our audience, but I will not. A uh, big shout out to Madison for amazing chocolate chip cookies. And also in unrelated news, the Rays are winning eight to one. And also raise up. It is impossible to buy a 50-50 ticket online. I learned that tonight. You're listening to Warren Beer on the Cheap Seats. WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's your old friend, Big Mike, coming at you on a Friday night. It's warm beer in the cheap seats. Got a great show for you tonight. NASCAR is over in Le Mans, or Le Mans. Is that a strip club? No, it's a racetrack in a, in a city in, or a town in France. Oh, Mons Venus. Mons Venus is the other one. We got Florida Man's Pet making news here in the FLA. Subway Slam has an awesome list for us. And of course, everybody's favorite, yours and mine. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. Take it away, Casey. Whenever you say that, I want to say take it away, Big Ed, just so you know. All right, that was actually Sweet Melissa taking away. That's right. now me taking it away. <laughs> well, Sweet Melissa, just that's a, what, that's why I do the intro. I don't do the intro, I do the teaser. To, do to the con, you know, not to confuse our listeners, when he said take it away, Casey, that was actually Sweet Melissa talking. That's not Casey. Yeah, this is me talking now. Casey's voice is a little deeper. That's right. Me, me, me. me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Oh, my. Oh, my. Wow. Big Ed, that was very. The master of the slide whistle. How did you know that, Big Ed? Yeah, I don't know. Just a good guess. Yes. Just a special mic. That's what you get for 46 he, bucks. He came in hey, like, like, like the hammer. I can like a wrecking ball. Oh, boy. I shouldn't say you should be speaking of speaking of the wrong words. You know what show? Uh, let's talk about shows real quick. Sure, sure. I didn't even this wasn't even on the agenda, but with Sweet Melissa singing, uh, there's a there's a game show that my mother turned me on to, and it's ridiculous. Oh, no. it's got people dressed up as weird things. No, no people dressed up. Oh. That that's different. That's a uh, mass singer or whatever. Mm. She turned me on to that one too. I haven't watched that in a while. Um. <laughs> The show, and I'm like, this is some bullshit. But I've watched three episodes, so I don't know. Maybe it's not bullshit. Don't forget the lyrics. Yes. Wait, did we have watch? you seen that, Big Ed? Yes. So the premise of the show: the contestant has to sing, and they're all great singers to get in there. I, I guess that's, I guess that's why they know all these songs because they sing. Anyway. These people have to sit, they have to fill in the missing words to a song. Oh my God. And they have, I think it's 10, no, it's more than that. I think 12 categories, something like that. And it's, so if it's pop, they'll give you two songs to choose from. And they may start you at the beginning of the song. They may start you at the chorus. Oh my God. I think the best part of the show is the band. The band is tight. They can play, they play anything. Does it Blonde girl? No, they have Nisi something or other. Oh, uh, Nisi Nash. Nisi Nash. Yeah. yeah, she she came from Reno nine one one. Yes, and she shows a lot of cleavage in this show. Uh, well, she's got very large. She's got a lot of cleavage. <laughs> she's got very large breastuses. She's hysterical, and she's great. Actually, believe it or not, dramatic ass. Well, given up to 
she does. Yeah, she's a, the home of the shoehorn, where she shoehorns the, the breasts. Well, she the also she when when everyone uh, like eight months ago was watching every uh, whatever the one on Dahmer on Netflix. She, oh yeah, she played the neighbor. She played the neighbor. She played the neighbor. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know that was Nisi. That's, now that's her. What man. a great actress. Yeah, she's Nisi Nash. I love your acting. Sweet Melissa just got under a rock. I think she's a man. And also, this picture here, use your imagination, folks. And then she said, You're stupid. She looks like a chick to me. What? No. But with a cigarette, because it's a line in the back. Oh, she looks like she's got a cigarette. Yeah, that's fine. But she looks like a man to me. No. She did a great job in Dahmer. As the yep. neighbor, Dahmer? great Dahmer. Dahmer, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Lady Jill got me hooked on that one. Yeah. So yeah, she did fantastic job in that that mini series. Maybe it's just some of the pictures and their angles. Yeah, probably. So, anyways, pretty sweet Melissa singing along there. Yeah, some of these people you can win a million bucks. That game sounds. Super hard because they very throw much in so. like the douchebag in the night lyrics, and everybody says douchebag. It's a deuce, like a deuce coupe. Yes. Except for the rest of the world, correct? It's but it's 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 a deuce, like a deuce coupe. Yeah, I can hear that so many times, and it's always going to be a douche. So show's interesting. <laughs> you have you have a backup, your back quote unquote backup singer who you can call you can use them once to help you with the song lyrics oh, okay and then you have three words that you can check so it, as the brand, game progresses it goes like from three words to like 12 words that you have to oh my god um fill in that's smart that's brains but the one i don't like about the show and again it's not that i don't like it i lampoon it the, right. pe- the people you have to, you have got to. to lampoon it. Lady and Jill, Lady Jill and I were watching. It. I lampooned the shit out of it. She was getting tired of it, but I'm like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. The people, the commentary in between. Hey, Nisi, I really like, um, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish because I like blow, <laughs> but I have to go with um, the Archies. Because I like the comic, so I'm gonna go with the song by the Archies. It's like I don't need all that. Just pick the damn song, sing the damn song, and fill the lyrics in. That was the what end. they're going for because that's how the Jay Leno game show is too, and the Meredith Beer. They might have all the same producers. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, tell yeah. you this big long story about my answer, and nobody wants to hear. That. I don't want to hear it. Just pick your damn song, and let's get to brass tacks. Yeah, I you know I think that they're they're coached to be a little talkative. Maybe they maybe when they're looking for contestants, they find the talkative ones. Yeah, they're like, I, you don't got it. Sorry, can't have you on the show. Yeah, you're not a moron. You're not a moron. You got you, you're not talking about useless shit that nobody cares about. We didn't find you drunk at the buffet in Vegas. <laughs> Like Jay did. Oh, Jay, right. we need people for our, don't forget the lyrics. So get out there to the buffet. Yes, Melissa, hands up. I would like to, maybe I shouldn't say this on air. Oh, God. Go ahead. You can't. I want 
to have our own reality TV show, and it's called I Found You at the Buffet in Vegas. Mm. I mean, I think that... There, I, I, there's something interesting about that. I think it's great. I think it's going to be just the worst parts of, like, American Idol. Which That's all you're going to find. Parts? Well, I mean, I, it depends, you know, what you're trying to celebrate. I, for years only watched the beginning still it's true the auditions fuck the rest of the show oh my yeah i mean um yeah that's all right i guess i mean yeah producers are like setting up people for failure on national tv but it's hilarious don't worry about it It, you'll be great yeah well that's what they're doing yeah and then I'm not, not sure, but I'm not sure. <laughs> no, you're going to be great. Oh, you're fantastic. You're awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jay, I'm ready for my close-up. I hope everyone can... Well, it, look, look, look. It's one thing if you're going to be in on a joke, whatever. Remember, these people didn't get paid shit. Okay. Get, do they, to, do to they get, get some lovely get, party to, prizes? To, to get fucking ridiculed on national TV, it's it's I it's a it's a very cruel fucking joke. They don't that. get paid for that. No, 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 no. They don't get paid. But it's TV. It's like, no, 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 no. They're they're not in a union. They're not. No, not I nothing. mean, I leave it to the imagination. I don't. Well, I guess. I, listen, it, it's a very mean spirited show, but it should be because the guy that created the show fucked his best friend's wife on his yacht and then made her pregnant. Oh, so. Good. That's that is by every defi- definition mean spirited. Well, he's a mean spirited dickhead that wears deep V neck t shirts, and I hope he fucking chokes on one. I hate V neck t shirts. Well, you know, he is the real definition of douchebag. Yeah. Well, the real douchebag. Hey, Big Ed, if he was an ice cream, what flavor would he be? <laughs> Give me a scoop of that prelines and dick. <laughs> Mmm, delicious. I gotta say, speaking of necklines, I'm loving... What's your name again? Oh, there it is. Yes, yes. You are correct, sir. Yes. There's a lot of fumbling and bumbling. You are, you are correct, sir. <laughs> yes. You're Ed McMahon? Yes. You yes. are correct, sir. What yeah, did he pedal later in his life? You what better was he, believe what, insurance? it. Insurance? Uh, well, usually the uh, the millionaire thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Him the, and Dick Clark had to lay low on that. <laughs> the sweepstakes. What is it called? The cheapskates. No, the the, uh, uh, the what was it? Oh Publishing clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse. Hey, you need to buy like 15,000 magazines, and then um, maybe you might win this million will be this big check to take to the bank yeah that's the publisher's clearinghouse that's what it was the magazine subscriptions Mm -hmm. so there you go show already took a left turn that's pretty awesome that's i mean if we make three more we're back to home base almost so uh did you know florida man has a a pet not, not Alligator. Sweet. No. no Who's again. the famous Florida man pet that was just on TV this week? Oh, the Coming cougar. to visit. No. Oh, God, sweet Melissa. Do kangaroos 
naturally live in Florida. I mean, alligator was wrong, so this is like our list. What was panther? Was yes, ding yes. Uh, Casey, give me the dingling oh, dingling no. thing. Oh, Thank you, sweet oh. Melissa. They're a beautiful. Let me tell you, one of my most favorite wild animals, the Florida panther. What a badass! Yeah, looking at animal. Yep. I read the article and then I. Yeah, just kind of just just wandering around. Hey, lady, walked up to the lady's sliding door in Naples. In Naples, yeah, Naples, not far from here. Yeah, I shared the story. It was on a uh, uh, USA Today that I saw the story. There's six yeah, hospitals within a ten mile radius, and all we do is pit the crack babies against each other with a little bottle of crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the Panther said and that. And there he is, the uh, drop, the, 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 the drop master right there. They changed it. Your your uh, regular Eric Norris there, bud. Eric. So. <laughs> that is he related to Chuck? No, well, it was something from South Park. Yeah. No, well, no, actually, it's Fred Norris, but oh. uh, his legal name he changed to Eric. Anyways, that, that's a like a, a very uh, random Howard Stern reference. It's interesting. That only, uh, I guess. People really into that show would get, but we just shared knowledge. We did. Uh, we do that anyways, every week. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, lady, just you know, sitting sitting at home in her family room, looking out the back door that's adjacent to yeah, sliding door, like a preserve area to a preserve area, and there was a Florida panther looking directly back at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No fucking way. Man, so cool. Yeah, that's real close. I would have been like, wow, that's awesome. I would have been like, we have hurricane windows, right? Yeah. Panther windows, hurricane windows. Yeah. Are these weather tight windows? <laughs> exactly. Did I give this Are guy enough Panther-proof? chocolate chip cookies to install my windows uh, properly? Uh, if you live in Florida, you get that joke. Yeah, because the guy's on every commercial asking for chocolate <laughs> cookies. Yeah. He's well, like, I don't think he says chocolate chip cookies and. And in, in, in particular, just don't forget the cookies. And we made yeah. them chocolate chip cookies because they're the best kind. Well, well those yeah. are the ones he's always eating. I mean, un, unless, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, soon he's going to be like, don't forget the Ozempic. I, I don't know where he's <laughs> yeah. going. With this. I mean, this diabetes. Uh, the diabetes. How many diabetes. Free windows do you think we'd get if we brought him chocolate chip cookies from Macaroni Girl? Like well, those are pretty spot you know, pretty, on. Pretty, pretty delicious. Right, free windows. I'm thinking maybe. Mmm, stretch, but you never know. I mean, they're pretty good. Sure, they're not cheap. <laughs> what would you do if there's a panther at your sliding glass door? Well, uh, I, I wouldn't be thrilled. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure all the ca- I would have to do a, a count of the cats in the house, make sure none of them dumb dumbs got out. They're like, we're going to go play with the kitty. We're going to go play with a big <laughs> kitty cat. Yeah, because that uh, <laughs> panther would look at them like they're little snack packs. L- little little, little snossages. <laughs> little Viennas. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like pot stickers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can't but eat the panther, the panther. Of course not. It's like a Pringle. What, uh, wait, wait, what was that? Can't eat just one. Can he just one? Can't, cannot. Can, cannot eat just you can. Oh, eat. you cannot just eat one. Just I, like I Lay's potato yeah. chip. He'd get the whole fleet. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna throw all 
the catchphrases in. But then the Panther just walked away, just like, okay, I'm bored now. Yep. All right. Hey, lady. How you doing? Just kind of walked away. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what they do. They get bored. Eh, What are you doing in there? Oh, I have a cup of coffee. That looks good. Mm. All right, I'm going back to the woods. Coffee doesn't smell like blood. But how do you know? This Panther made like coffee. You don't know that. Do you know this Panther personally? Okay, then. We need to get this Panther on, on the show. His favorite shoes are Puma. Puma? Puma sneakers? <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. Big fan. Huge fan. Does it like, Hates Adidas. Does it like the Pink Panther? Or Probably. Or is there like a battle? Like- Most favorite cat, uh, cat, uh, cat cartoon. Ta-da. His favorite Ta-da. artist is Henry Mancini. You did that. Did the Music. theme song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course. It was without saying. It is a good one. I wonder if there's... Other, otherwise, it would be, obviously, Josie and the Pussycats. Of course. I love Josie. Josie and the Pussycats. We yep. love you, Josie. Long tails and Special ears to out. match. Is that how it went? Yeah. No. <laughs> For sure, dude. I love Josie and the Pussycats. They were cool. They were very cool. I can't USA Cartoon that. Express. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a train. It was a train. Carrying cartoons. Carrying cartoons. On Sunday morning for your enjoyment. Saturday morning. No, no. USA Cartoon Express was on Sundays. Because oh. Saturday, this was back in the olden days. I'm wondering. When, when all the networks carried cartoons in the morning. Yeah, on Saturday they would. Absolutely. So they weren't going to compete with that. So the USA Network, cable network. Everybody probably already knows that. They did the USA Cartoon Express on Sunday, and it was all Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Uh, Many of them vintage. Hair Bear Bunch, Josie and the Pussycats, um, Speed Buggy. I don't know those ones, so maybe I Oh, they're cool. Jabberjaws. 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 I want something like that. Yeah, something like that. That sounds like... Chabberchaw was a, a crime fighter. He was. Oh, Huckleberry Hound, yeah. <laughs> but he yeah, was... It had all the Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, all it, the, it had all the Hanna-Barbera. All the Hanna-Barbera universe. Correct, which was pretty awesome. I loved USA Cartoon the, Express. Also known as the HBU. And that would be the Hanna-Barbera universe. universe. Mm. The HBU. HBU. I, I want to be in the HBU. Mm. Did you just make that up, or is it? Oh, it's it's a thing. It's Maybe. a thing for insiders. Oh, it's like it's you have to be in like this special club. You have to be like invited. And I was not. And you weren't. So so sorry. <laughs> hmm. Mad Getting Mad off topic. Mad 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 typical show. Typical show. Typical show. Hey, uh, speaking of off topic. Yes. NASCAR uh, in Le Mans, Not in, in in the world's greatest Grand Prix, right? Yes. So the twenty four hours of Le Mans, as we say it here in the states, or Le Mans, how our European friends say it. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports is entering a specially modified NASCAR Cup Camaro. Which is putting it, laying the smack down. That, that thing 
looks awesome. The car looks cool. Cool paint scheme. So all it's a, a collaborative effort with Hendrick, NASCAR, Chevrolet, Goodyear. Like Joe Gibbs is part of it too, right? No. I thought I saw Joe Gibbs. They, um, I think, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but the Toyota and Ford teams are very upset that NASCAR selected a Chevrolet team to go. They felt that that would give the, the Chevrolet teams, especially Hendrick, an unfair, quote unquote, advantage on road courses with running the 24 oh, hours. stop it. I know it. They only picked the best team in NASCAR to go over there. Sorry, Joe Gibbs Racing. You're not Hendrick. So this car went over there, and it's it's a just like the cup cars that run on Sunday. Uh, there are some special modifications to it for endurance racing. It's got headlights, taillights, special like wicker bills on it. Like those are like little spoiler doohickeys, right? On the front and rear. Um, but other than that, the bones like the cars that are running on sunday that's awesome which is pretty awesome small block chevy well it's an you know it's the nascar small block chevy it's not what you're getting in your gmc sierra or chevy silverado or camaro mm -hmm. on the street but it, it shares some of its architecture uh so it's pretty cool uh hendrick has been preparing for this for one year this was announced a year ago that they were going to be running the 24 hours in yep. Le Mans this year. Uh, the cool thing, I read an article that every they had to take everything they needed for the weekend. Well, actually, they've been there a week. Whether it's fasteners, nuts and bolts, body yep. panels, engines, cleaning products, giveaways, everything they needed had to be shipped to France. Mm. And... They're not allowed to leave anything over there. A race car, all the broken parts have to come back to the U.S. Ah. I guess that's a rule. I kind of like it. So. Like it makes it more fun. It does. Hendrick took up one whole, one of his race shops as like ground zero to prepare for this undertaking. Right. They actually had, they had crates upon crate upon crate with everything they need. They had. They bought new sets. They had two sets of tools that they purchased to take over. I mean, this is a, this is millions and millions of dollars invested. They actually had engineers who worked on the team to put together a schematic on how to pack the shipping container to get everything over there. That's pretty fun. That's like a whole thing. It's like itself. it's like a Jenga. Well, um, yeah. so an, an old army supply guy. Or Air, For Air Force Loadmaster could oh, get yeah. a handle. Yeah, yeah. So they're over there. They qualified. They qualified. So there's GTE Grand Touring Endurance AM, which yeah, yeah. is amateur. Right. So that's the GT class for you non-race fans or non-road course fans. You, you. They are the cars that look like the cars on the street. So these are Ferraris, Corvettes. Aston Martins, port, lots of Porsches. Oh yeah, lots of Porsches. Of Porsche. So these cars, GT, E, AM. That's amateur. So these are the gentlemen racers. They have one professional, at least one professional driver on the team. Yeah, and then you can have the other two guys can be amateurs. Oh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. The NASCAR Camaro.
qualified four seconds faster than all those guys. And these wow. are wow. These are year old. They're year old GTE Pro cars, which are the professional GT cars. Who but drove just, it? Um, I don't know who qualified the car. Uh, Morgan Shepherd. Yes, Morgan yeah. Shepherd. And then he then he said a prayer for everybody. Yes, you. and then it, he was taken over by Derek Cope. Correct. I'm just going to throw out all with Kale Yarborough. Yes. That, that is correct. I think yes. Jensen. I think <laughs> Jensen Button qualified the car. The team consists Benjamin. Benjamin. I don't think they're. I don't. Um, my my nephew's named after Jensen Button, by the way. The one champion. Really? Yeah. English guy. Hmm. Uh, so it's Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button. And Michael Rockefeller, who's a he's won the 24 Hours Le Mans. He's a German guy, so you got an international team. Hmm. So I, th- but I think Jensen Button qualified the car. So it's pretty exciting. I'm very amped up over this. I, I always I'm intrigued by the 24 Hours of Le Mans because of the history of the race, sure. the pageantry of the race. You get people from all drivers, cars from all nations, race teams from all nations. But to have a race team from the series that I love and the race team, which is my favorite, Hendrick Motorsports, go over there and say, hey, hey, fellas, you think it's okay if we bring us a little stock car over here to run? Sure, stock car boys, bring that old stock car over here. You you boys ain't going to do nothing. Oh, surprise. Little old stock car Camaro is pretty fast. On top of that, the icing on the cake they do a pit crew competition. Yeah. As part of the pageantry and celebration leading up to the race, the NASCAR team, and these are all, again, all NASCAR pit crew members who went over with this coalition. Many of these, uh, all of these GT cars, the prototype cars in the series, have hydraulic jacks. They don't actually have a jack hand to jack the car up. No. There's hydraulic jacks in these race cars that raise the race car up. Yep. Now, keep in mind, this is a modified stock car that went over there. There's no hydraulic jacks. You have a jack man. So you had a NASCAR, you know, pit crew win the pit crew competition to great cheers at Le Mans. Yep. This car this car's been a big big draw. People are very excited about this car, not just Americans, but everybody over there because it's it's exotic to them to see this big thundering stock car. Well, that's are thundering's a good word because the one thing that I'm reading right now uh Europeans can't get over the sound yes of Detroit muscle. Tearing it up, baby. Yep. And these cars, these cup cars, these new cup cars. Not running around some inline four. Yeah. Excuse us. Yeah. Coming through. Yeah. We're the NASCAR boys. Have you hold heard of on. us? Hold on. Literally, hold our beer. Seriously. Hold our beer. Hold my beer. Oh, they'll hear them coming, too. Yeah. The, the, I've watched a few videos on YouTube uh, just to hear that car. And the car, well, it sounds like a, it sounds like a regular cup car that you'd, you'd hear at Daytona. Yeah, French they just leave the country when I hear that car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we know how brave they are. Yeah, they're they're having World War II flashbacks. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go to North Africa. Hey, remember us? We're we're two time 
World War champions. <laughs> That's actually what a champions are riding the coat <laughs> with a coattail. <laughs> yeah, remember us, USA, two-time World World War champs. Yeah, it's us. You, uh, <laughs> you, you, you in what army? The U.S. Army. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a good uh, army. I, I, I've heard of them. So, tune in, everybody. Twenty-four hours Le Mans this weekend. See how the Cup car runs, and it. So it's it's part of. It's not actually being scored in the race. It's part of the. It's a Garage Fifty Six entry, meaning Garage Fifty Six is reserved by. I don't. It's the FIA. It's the sanctioning body, but the I can't say the French word for the actual circuit at Le Mans. Anyway, I'm not going to butcher it, French friends. Anyhow, this Garage 56 is reserved for a special innovative car. So that's how NASCAR said, hey, can we enter a car? It's our 75th anniversary. We got some cool <laughs> shit. Can we come over, please? Sure, come on over. So the car's not actually scored. It's it can't compete for a win. It's not scored in the race, right. but it's in the race. It's like exhibition. It's exhibition. Yeah. But Rick Hendricks said he's going over there to compete. He's not. He's not going over there just to ride around. Um, I read an article this afternoon saying Jensen Button was like, "Our goal is to finish in front of the GT cars, the sports cars." The, right. The sports cars, Muffy. Mm. Yes. Some boys from down south bringing a stock car. See. <laughs> Would you guys care for some red man? <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Hey, you boys, you boys got any skull? You don't? Yeah, yeah, you better you, a, you, hey, got, listen, you boys got any Copenhagen? Yeah, you better pack that. that. You <laughs> ain't finding that over no, there. No, I, I don't think there's any um smokeless tobacco products in France. They are very good. They might find some snuff, but that's about it. That's but something completely completely different. Rolled in a very thin, long taper. Yes. That looks very exquisite. Well, it's a cigarette. That's a cigarette. But you know what I mean. The long Cigarello. Cigarello. So tune in. That's going to be pretty exciting this weekend. What else we got going on, Casey? What else we got going on in this world of warm beer? Hmm. Well, uh, what do we got going on? Well, we finally caught up on one of our TV shows. We uh, did. Ted, and Ted Lasso. So the big deal with this Ted Lasso yes. was he didn't hook up with a chick. Yeah, they were kind of angling on the the the, the owner. I think but he did. I don't think he did. Um, you never know. What's her name? What's the name of the chick in the show? What's the character's name? Blonde English girl. That it's no, uh, I'm gonna forget. I know. Anyways, um, so that's the big deal. There's sexual tension there, huh? There was. That wasn't the big deal, but that was. That was that was a, a a plot, an underlying uh, what do they call it? Plot twist. It was I like don't know. A um, untold secret. Yeah, I. I didn't think they were going to ever really put them together. But I think they probably did it for the fans who were wondering. But they left. No, but I, but they didn't. 
Right, if they left you to wonder. But there were things like the Green Matchbook that I still want to know about. What's the Green Matchbook? Did it come from Publix? No, um, <laughs> she saw someone that was like a like a psychic. Uh, it was a friend of the family, and she said something about um, this Green Matchbook would mean something of someone that would come into your life. But there was a player on the team that had it, but he also carried. A, mat, a green matchbook on them at all times. And they so. showed it more than one. Like they showed near it the end. They kind of hinted yeah, towards yeah. it. So I, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're trying to do things to keep things open mm -hmm. in some regards. Keep you guessing. Keep. Mm -hmm. Well, because Jason Sudeikis said he was done with the show. You know, he he wasn't interested in keeping the character going. So I think it was a way to keep the door open of if. Uh, he wanted to continue in some capacity. They they have an, a story angle, but they have a lot of different directions. Is how they left it. You know the show. You know the team. He got like they had a good run and um in in England and. But they also gave you some closure, not all of the closure, but. Sure. Casey and I were saying like a month ago, right? Ish, or maybe a little more than a month ago. We're like, how the heck can they end this now? Like, there's so many loose strings. Like, there's nothing is tied in a pretty little bow. And then all of a sudden, not abruptly, but just very nicely, things started kind of coming together. And you're like, oh, all right. Things are, you know, things were left undone, but not totally undone. Yeah. So, I mean... They'll they'll have a spinoff of some sort. So Ted Lasso's done. Ted Lasso, as we know, it is done. But uh, they'll they'll be a spinoff. How, of how some many sort. seasons did they get in? Three. They got three seasons. That's three decent. Good. You know, in, in streaming. Uh, you know, that's well. That's Melissa said the words right there. Good, good seasons. You didn't have a jump the shark season. It seemed like longer than like in a good way. Seemed like more than three seasons. Like three sounds short to oh. me. Oh, is something done in the microwave? Is no, that is that my microwave popcorn? Yeah. Pop secret? So delicious. Somebody calling? It was an easy bake oven. Yeah, but uh, Stadakis was kind of, you know, done with the show. And, you know, it took a long time to put the show together. There were big, long breaks. And he's ready to, you know, move on. Yeah, move on to other projects. It, it, it happens, and you know who knows when he doesn't want the Eric Estrada effect. I, I don't think he's going to get the Eric Estrada effect. I mean, he. I think he's mm -hmm. he's done enough of a little things and that, that comedic movies. They're not going to. They're not going to pigeonhole. Well, it's going to be hard. I mean, he, this was a, a show that he was a writer, executive producer. He, he, you know, he he could write his own story. Um. You just had no interest in continuing the story of Ted Lasso, I think. Do you it, think it was because of a pigeonhole thing? I didn't even think about that. No. I mean Um I, I don't I don't think so, but you know, he probably wants to work on other projects mm -hmm. naturally and hmm. and he might want to do stuff that's behind the camera. Um I hear that I think of the movie. My dog, don't leave me here. My dog, my dog. Oh my! But Ted Lasso is awesome. 
Well, all right. Let's just uh, mute that for a bit. It's a bit annoying. No. Oh, all right. It's still going. Yeah. Once someone let Big Ed know, he's uh just keeps uh, hitting too many buttons. Stop hitting the button. Big Ed, stop hitting the buttons. Yeah. We need a proper moment for Ted Lasso. Or is that your Mexican lobster? I had the mic muted. <laughs> No, well, we heard everything. We, it, loud and clear. Yeah. It was just like a big fucking train wreck. My bad. I would have to just do that one day. I had them like muted. That's okay. Like, Jesus. What? No, I mean, all right. Ted Lasso, we love you. Yeah. We hardly knew ye. I knew all of them. I was just telling Casey, you know it's a good show when... You love the show a lot. You enjoy the show a lot. But three episodes later, four episodes left, you're like, no, no, these are my friends and I know them. Very deep. Yeah, I, I get that. Where you, 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 you're vested in that show that's now. That's exactly right. Well, I think that's a, a skill Bill Lawrence has grown over the years is, uh, you know, working with other writers and developing characters. People get invested in. I mean, that's that's a good show. But he knew when it was hook, line, and sinker time. Like he didn't. You weren't like. Well, it, it, you got to get out before it gets stale, and then you know the product, everything. Well, the the whole idea, the premise. He's he's living in England. Right, you can't go on forever. You know, uh, running a English soccer club. It, it, it's finite. Yeah, it's, it's got to come to an end. Right. You know, and half of it was like, you know, his family's in America. He, he's not going to be over there forever. No. It's got to come to an end. And but it comes kind of full circle, so. I think that Ted Lasso and what's her name might have had the manager. Might have had a thing, or maybe they didn't, but I think there was at least an unspoken chemistry of sorts. Well, I think there was. I didn't watch the show. I just saw a little news article about it. But then, to me, in my mind, then she, what the heck, I'll think of it eventually. She goes on to meet the love of her life that I wanted to come back. The Dutch guy. Correct. Wow, Melissa, you put a lot of thought into this. No, it came easily. Oh, you put a lot of, not a lot of thought into this. That came easily. But I think you're putting more into it than I'd ever put into a show. And then he went home to his ex-wife. Or I don't even think they were exes yet. And they are going to get back together in my mind. Oh. Well, you just got to assume in your mind because you don't know. Mm -hmm. You just see them there just seeing the sun. But you don't know. I don't. You don't know. You don't. You know what we don't know? Know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And it seems like we don't know a lot of shit. Because, you know, based on these lists every week. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we have a list coming up oh, is it a time? little later. We do. Well, it's it's almost that time. It's almost that time. Because that's what we do on this show. Iron Sheik passed away. This yeah, week. the Sheik. 81? 81. Rest in peace, Sheik. What, what, cause of death. What was the... I don't think that's been 
disclosed. disclosed. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people had a lot to say about the Sheik. And, um, 81, that's really old for a wrestler of his caliber in his day. Oh, yes. yeah. Big Ed, for sure. Because these guys did not live an easy life. There's nobody getting out of that business without some sort of lifelong trauma to their body and or mind. Mm -hmm. So many of his many is blah, blah 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 blah. Many of his contemporaries did not make it to his to eighty one. Nope. I sure didn't. And I go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say I think the Iron Sheik really set an awesome template for the heel. Oh, for for the Sheik. For yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Iron Sheik. He he kind of he gave us the template for your heel in professional professional wrestling. He was a very very modern heel, yet very comedic. I think. Oh, well, he was a guy that would, um, his feud with, uh, Hogan went out into like public fair, you know, uh, also known as, uh, Hossein Kosro Ali Vazir. Hey, I almost said his name a little wrong. Sorry, sorry. sorry. We're just going to go with Iron Sheik. He had a daughter. Did just one kid? I, think I believe he, so. Right. And uh, he was a former champion. He won. He won the belt. He beat Bob Backlund, who was a long-time He long got the strap. Champion. He got the strap. And uh, and then uh, Hogan. Hogan took it from him, and uh, that that was a, a early feud for Hogan, which with Iron Sheik. Absolutely, and he was on. Well, here's like some wrestling oddities. Do you remember Hawk Hogan's Rocking Wrestling? The, the cartoon. cartoon. Yes. yes. So Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were on there. They were your main antagonists. Yes. On the cartoon. So, and that's early 80s when Hawk Hogan's Rocking Wrestling was on Saturday mornings. Yes. He was uh he was a very very big behind the scenes kind of guy. You know, you, you talk to other wrestlers that are wrestling now. Um, you know, they they just talk about his impact to wrestling and his training. And you know, he was a guy that was big enough. Uh, well, he was a wrestler by trade and and a bodybuilder. Yeah, so. you look at him, very very fit man. Yeah, I mean. A very he he was a mountain of muscle. Oh yeah, for sure. And just the Sheik man, the Iron Sheik. Yep, another legend. Legend, WWE Wasn't Hall of Famer. Yeah. Wasn't he just on like a WrestleMania or something? No, he hasn't done anything publicly with them. But he uh, hasn't they, done anything publicly in many, many, many uh, years. In a while, he he. But they, they've mentioned him in like one of those, the, um, yeah, the, the, the most wanted treasures. Oh, okay. They were looking for a pair of his boots. But he wasn't on it? 
No. No, I no. think his health's been failing for a number of years. And but I, they went to Bob Backlund's house and he had like one of those um those crazy weights. Uh they they look like a, a weird looking like a club. Yeah, like a club. But there's a name there's a name for those things. Th- there's a name for them, but they're very heavy. And you're supposed to do a certain exercise, and I think Bob Backlund like won them Maybe from the Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did a challenge, and he he got him from the Sheik. Like nunchucks? No, they're 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 no, they're, they're like a big club, but they're very weighted, but they're odd shaped, so they're very heavy on one end, and you have to hold your hands up, and then you and you like swing them, swing them behind your head. In a certain fashion, so it's a lot of shoulders, a lot, a lot of, shoulders. of shoulders, and well, and and core strength because you got to stay stable as well, uh-huh. you know, because you're yeah, gonna be you moving around. Correct. And usually, guys just don't don't um, last at all. No. Huh. I remember that. And I guess that was like an early gimmick where Sheik would challenge people, and they they usually couldn't handle it. When he was like early in, early in his, with the WWE WWF days. Yeah, you know what? It was just I called say, the Steel Club. Is that all it was called? Yeah. Did it? I, I just know? I just did a quick Google, and it's you know it just says how Iron Sheik Club Challenge, Iron Sheik Club Challenge, and then I and then just what you guys are saying. How other and, people could he could outdo it, you know. I guess it's a hard exercise. Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure, for sure. Subway, I know you're standing by. Hello. Do we have a list? Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hello, Subway. I'll, I'll start by saying this: uh, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik, one of the greatest heels of all time. Um, I second that. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's the Anyways. answer. Yeah, we got a list. We're going to break the emotionalness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got a list. We got a list tonight. Oh, then, then. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Subway's list. Subway's list. Here we go. Okay, this is the top 10 biggest chokes in sports history. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Um, all right. So, here, here's the thing with this list it's going to have a whole bunch of sports uh, that many of us don't know about. So, Great. I decided, so, so, I decided to be nice to you guys and tweak the list a little bit change it to uh, a, a top a top 10 list because this this website's from bosshunting.com and it was a 20 top 20 it, it, list what what is what is the list from what website yeah. again Who, huh? boss boss, boss honey or hunting hunting bosshunting.com yeah so mm-hmm. that's the original list and i tweaked the list a little bit to like make it easier for you guys Mm. And now it's not going to be easier. I don't know. I don't know if you've paid attention to mm-hmm. what we've done in the last few weeks with this list. Yeah, I mean, obviously you guys have not done well. Um, but that's obvious. <laughs> We're stating the obvious again. That's kind, sir. 
But let's be real, some of these websites have also been sabotaging you guys a little bit. I mean, ChatGPT, for example. Yeah, I think we sabotage ourselves at times. Right? I'm hearing a little sublime song. Is that right? No. Beastie Boys. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sabotage, that's Beastie Boys, yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so this is the top 10. Get a little hand. Oh, sorry. Commercial <laughs> confused oh. me. Oh, is that Mr. Hands? <laughs> yeah, right, she, lady, this lady she, on healthcare didn't have a hand. She had like little fingers. He said that out loud. Wow. Baby fingers. Baby fingers. Not to be confused with hot dog fingers. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hot dog uh, fingers are like big old fat fingers. Oh, no, no, no. That, that's from uh, Everything oh, Everywhere all at once. They have the hot dog uh, fingers. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess, um, yeah, these, this is the top 10 choke moments in sports history. I guess we can start with uh, Sweet Melissa. Mm. Choke moments? Like, put my hands on your throat? No, no, no. no. Like, they should have won, they didn't. You know, bases loaded, two outs, ninth inning. Uh, uh, Carlos Beltran. So I should do really oh, well. Oh, fucking, oh, I cry when I hear that. Oh my that, god! That should be a choke moment right there. Yeah. Game Wait a six. second. Who's that? Because I typed in his name looking for a doctor online today that was had the same last name, but that's why I typed in that. Yeah. Then name. don't book him. He's gonna yeah. choke. Well, it's pretty funny though. He's got Jerry boy. Cooney knees. Yeah. At least I didn't make it up. Um. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. I'm gonna suck at this. Okay. Um, okay so did these people more. apparently. Uh, these are okay. So these are people. These are teams. Both. 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 Could be either or. Could be either oh or. Oh my god. Gotcha. Didn't you say you made this easier? Well, right. here, just 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 throw one out. It's it's not gonna you know end the world. I'm gonna say uh, the Lightning in the Stanley Cup two years ago. Um, yeah, good, good. Um, not on the list. Sports good history. Job two years ago, they won the cup two years ago. So good job. Uh, no, uh, that's, uh, why uh, I, that's why I had a question mark at the end. I'm changing it to last year. All right, all right. Let's just move. Just move on to the next one. Next yeah, one. Let's move on. Uh, we can do uh, Big Mike next. Uh, and I go. Not what I said. Not with anything Melissa said. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh. Kale Yarborough and Bobby Allison in the 1979 Daytona 500. Nice. That's a choke moment of all <laughs> choke moments. That is a good pick, but it's not on the list. Not surprised oh, that's because I picked it. Me. All right, who, all right. Who's next there, Subway? Big Ed is next. The first one that popped in my head was Scott Norwood. Wide right. Uh, Scott Norwood? Uh, the uh, Super Bowl twenty five. Yep, that, uh, that Bills Giants. Bills Giants. That was on my list too. Uh, not on the list. Come on! I remember watching this game. Yep, at your house. Yep, and it was like. Oh, wait, was my guess as good as theirs so far? All right, uh, uh, my. Let's see what uh, Casey does, and then I'll decide. So, oh boy, <laughs> two two thousand four American. Uh, league championships series, Yankees up three games to zero against yeah, the Red Sox and lose one. four in a row. All right, 
are on. We are officially on the board. That is number six. Oh yeah, the, get get ready for a lot of Yankees on here. On the original on the original list, um, it was ranked number twelve. Okay, I'll put an asterisk in twelve. Okay. Yeah, but to, but because I'm making it easier for you guys, yes, it's on no, the list. That's, that's fine. I call bullshit. Uh, uh-huh. uh, sweet Melissa, you're up next. Oh my. Um, let me see what else I can pick the wrong year for. Well, you know college football thing, you know. I don't have a good memory at all. Hmm. But um, that is true. That is true. It all blends together. I got it right. She's like the guy from Quantum Leap where he says it's all like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Was that his memory? Mm-hmm. Yep. No. 50 First Dates is my favorite movie, and it's not because it's not like my life. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to say... I have to think. My well, I know, than but everybody. everyone's listening. Well, they like listening to me think. Okay. How about wasn't the Bucks last year close at some point? What Tampa? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, them. Oh, uh, versus the Rams. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, not on the list. I, I, I was asking about Bucks because like I didn't know if you were talking about them or the Milwaukee Bucks, which Oh no, sorry. No, it's Thank okay. you though. Not on the list, but it's okay. I'm sure they've had some close calls too. Uh Big Mike. How about <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series? Mm. Not on the list. Not surprised. Uh, all right, big. Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner. Um, they did a scene on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Bill Buckner. Um, great, great time with Bill. Bill Buckner was amazing on Curb, <clears> but the <throat> but is not on the list. Wait, I could just say one name. You could say yeah. It, it's it's um. The name or slash team. Well, Bill Buckner is known. That's a known sports yeah. thing. Like, and for some that reason, should have been on the list. <laughs> it, it, it's not even on the. It's not even on the original list. That uh, all right, uh, Casey. Uh, I think it was nineteen. <sighs> Shit, I'm trying to remember what year. Um, I'm gonna say '86. I think when Greg Norman had like a famous meltdown in the masters. Ooh. Okay. Good choice. Yeah. Okay. That is a good choice. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was 1996, Greg Norman yeah. and the masters. Uh, he had a six stroke lead and lost it. Uh, that is on the list. It is number one. Wow. No. Good call case. Wow. You had me on the edge of my seat subway. I didn't know which way you were going with that. You know, I I don't know. I you could. I mean, I could disagree. Like, feel free to disagree. But this was Greg Norman's big moment on winning the Masters, and I believe, and I could be wrong, but I think he's like the. In my opinion, I think he's the best player to never win the Masters. Hmm. Unless oh yeah, for, for, oh yeah, no, 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 no. he's a great. He's he, definitely, you didn't get the shark nickname for nothing. 
Yeah, no, he he won a lot of tournaments. He just couldn't win the Masters. And he could have. Oh yeah, there were a couple times. He, he wound losing by five strokes that that match. Yikes. All right, Melissa, back to you. So really, eleven strokes. <laughs> yeah. Eleven to three. I'm gonna say something totally stupid, and I don't care. It's fine. Dennis Rodman. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah. not on the list, but you know uh, what? Richie that, Cunningham. That... <laughs> <laughs> the fun. The, you know what? Dennis Rahm is not a bad, bad guy. You should but... go to the, uh, the message board. All right. But... Uh, Big Mike. Yeah, there's some good suggestions there. Chet McEnroe's Wimbledon Meltdown. Uh, not on the list, but good guess though. I, I get right. a lot of I get a lot of good guesses. Yeah, but no, that would been good if you guessed the guy from the Big Lebowski or not. No, um, the Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Luke Wilson's character. He has the meltdown in oh, Wimbledon, yeah. but uh, that was a good you know choke in right. fictional uh, sports history. All right, Big Ed. There was another kicker who blew a big moment. Uh, I think it was the Vikings back in the oh, 80s, I know you're 90s. Talking about. Gary Anderson. He, yeah, he didn't miss a field goal all year till the extra yeah. point. I don't know who they were playing. I just remember. No, 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 no. That, that was against the Falcons in like 98 NFC game. They yeah. were they went like 15 and 1. Um, yes. Yeah, but he he had not missed one all year. Correct. Yeah, this team won the Super Bowl. Uh, not on the list though. It it and on, but not on the list. But it's it's actually a really good guess. I mean, there, there's so many in sports. Yeah. Uh. All right, Casey. Hmm. Biggest chokes, huh? Trying to think of a oh all right um I don't know if it's a choke see there's a fine line between choke and upset but I'll, I'll say it when Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson ooh good one well I mean Mike Tyson choked right that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a good one that, that and it was enough it was both he'd never nobody been knocked, ex- nobody he'd never been that. knocked down in his whole career and he just went out there if you were in vegas it. you had put a hundred dollars on buster douglas you'd still not be working today <laughs> that's that's how bad the odds that means the odds were against them you know what i mean it's like the when the, the washington generals finally beat the uh globe <laughs> yeah uh not on the list wow that was that was a crusty the clown Robert. they were they was due for a win uh, all right, Melissa. Uh, I'm going to say Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl when it was 28-3. to three. Yep. Yep, that's on the list. Number nine. <laughs> yep. Hey, Go most of America went to bed Go in the to third J-Lo. quarter. They were surprised when they woke up. J-Lo won. Yes. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, uh, the fans always can, can contribute. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for the fans. Uh, all right. Uh, Big Mike, you're up next. I'm going to go with another boxing upset. 
Muhammad Ali's loss to Joe Frazier. Mm. Uh, not on the list. Of course not, because it's a big Mike guess. No, well, that was more of an up. I don't think. Well, okay, I don't think big... Ali choked. I don't. Think I know. I'm just being a wise guy, big guy. That, that's oh, just... no. That's no. I'm just right. adding commentary. I'm adding the commentary that I make fun of on. Don't forget the re- lyrics. But the show <laughs> yeah. is sort of, see, obviously, they have. All right, Next. Big Ed. I, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think we go to, should we go to Subway running us down now? Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Somebody to Google something, and I don't want to do that. All right, I'm going to start with number 10. Okay. Why, did you have one, Casey? Casey, throw one last one out. Uh, you're, you're, you're the star of the show. Um, not, not just go ahead. I, I, my mind got a little sidetracked. So, uh, okay. Uh, number 10, the golden state warriors in 2016. When they went 73 and nine. Oh, and then they lost to Cleveland. Yeah. 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 That, you know, um, uh, what to call it. You know what? That could have been, well, the and they, they were, they were up three, one in that series. They were up three, one. And they just came back from a 3-1 lead the previous series against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I got one. When when the Hurricane beat the Rock on Monday Night Raw. Oh, good one. (laughs) I don't think it's on the list. It should be on the list. It's on the list, but you know what? It it should be. There was a big choke on the Rock. You know what? That's a a good one. It's on the list, but you know what? Honestly, I would have put it on my list. Um, All right. So number eight. The the 2011 Masters with Roy Rory McIlroy. Oh, good one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, number seven. We are also sticking with golf here. 1966, the U.S. Open with Arnold Palmer. Hmm. He he led an 18. He led. Uh, what is it? He fell to Billy Casper, and he. Um, was it? Can you call shooting? I don't know what it said. Okay, no. Okay, here we go. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer was leading by seven shots with nine holes left to play, and he blew it. It's because he's too worried about his iced tea concoction. My uh, mom I, was half mom iced was tea, half tea. lemonade. One of the best best Sports Center commercials ever. Arnold Arnold Palmer, where he makes it, and the guy's like, "He just did that." My mom was fifteen. That's how much I would never know about that. Okay, number five, Bob. Uh, the entire England national soccer team in the World Cup. Whoa! Wait, wait, in every World Cup, other than like nineteen (laughs) sixty. Correct. That's painting with a broad brush. Wow. Especially and the and they also oh, is the next one the Miami hockey team. What? What? No. I I was I was gonna say uh sorry I, I was gonna say that the uh um they spe- specify it's pretty much many many of their losses were from penalty kicks. Yeah. And, and this not just the World Cup but the Euros as well. Because they have not won a single thing since 1966. Nope. That's a that's a long dry spell. My mom was 15 then too again. Yeah. Number uh, four. 
Number four. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Jean Vandeveld, 1999. Um, in 1999, uh, with the uh, British Open. Don't even remember that, but hmm. all right. Uh, number three. Uh, it was actually mentioned mentioned in the chat. Um, so shout out to J Lo because he actually got got one right. The, the Music City Miracle? No, the Oilers Bills AFC Championship. Oh, with That's backup right. quarterback Frank Reich. Mm. Uh, Jim Kelly was hurt. The one I couldn't read, like I didn't know enough to try to. Yeah, that that I mean that that was a pretty wild game. Yeah, J J Lo got three right. The, the MVP <laughs> here. J Lo yeah. won. That's yeah, he I won this before. one. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking at a top 10 list. They got the Red Sox on it twice. How'd you like to be a Red Sox fan? Well, 2011, 86. Oh, shit. 1978, they blew a 14-game lead. Yeah. And one game playoff to the, uh, to the Yankees. The same lost. thing about a 21 to... How'd you like to be a Red Sox fan? Being disappointed. Huge disappointment. Not a little one. That's like a hat trick of disappointment. Yeah. So uh, number two. Number two. Number two. Um, okay, I hope I can pronounce her name right, but this oh was the Wimbledon in 1993. Um, Jana Novo Novotna, whoever. No. Wow, we get one girl on the list, and you can't even say her name. <laughs> She's check off Republican. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Danica Patrick, but that worked. Her, her whole NASCAR career was a choke. Uh, 1993. Okay, um, she won the Wimbledon in '98, but in 1993 she was leading uh, four to one, which is 40-30 on serve in the third set against Sefi Graf uh, in the Wimbledon final. And um, yeah, it's on this list too. Yeah, you know what? I I don't think that's fair because Steffi Graf was the just. She's the best player. I don't know if that's a true. Wait, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, that one was up for debate. I, I'll fight this guy in a dark alleyway later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole website, I'm going to fight it. That'd be interesting. I'll do it. I'm going to give it one star and yell. That'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> do we have any? With a picture of me really angry. Yeah. That'll do it, I'm sure. Me, me pissing mm-hmm. on a picture of its website. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Calvin. <laughs> nope, me. Hey, uh, hey, Casey, I got a burning question to ask you. Hey, Casey. Thank God it's just a question that's burning. Yeah. What is genuinely wrong with the New York Mets? Um, they're not working the farm system. If they bring guys on the farm system, they're fine. And when they pay big money for guys that are, you know, uh, I don't know, 40, 42, they're going to be broke deck. Yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. They're on a set. Currently, they are fourth place in the NL East. Yeah. Not good. Uh, they're out of wall. They're not in a wild card, wild card spot. They blew their wild, wild card spot right now. Um, they're 30 and 33. Um, yeah, I know there were 60 games, over 60 games in the season, but it's not looking good. Uh, but, but they are currently on a seven-game losing streak, and before today, to, uh, t- today's game against the Pirates, um, well, actually, no, before the ninth inning of today's game, they were down two to fourteen. Here, here's the problem with the Mets. Steve Cohen, the owner, 
has a big shiny toy. He has unlimited money, and he has no inkling what baseball is. He has no understanding, and he doesn't have good baseball people uh, running the organization. Um, they have the right manager. If you give them the right people, they're going to win. Um, the only thing they've done right was let Jacob deGrom walk, who's mm-hmm. now getting Tommy John surgery, Again. who the Rangers paid a lot of money for. He did. And, and the Mets just lost Pete Alonso. Uh, yeah. So, and again, but Pete came from their farm system, you know, uh, McNeil farm system, Nemo farm system. You know, these are all guys in their system, but they, they don't have enough bullpen. They don't have enough good pitching, you know, yeah, outside of guys that are 40 years old and you can't rely on that. Yeah, because they brought in uh, their they brought in this guy named Zach Muckenhern uh, to come into the game uh, in the fourth inning. Right. And this I have no clue who this guy is. So did he play good? No, he gave up six hits and three runs. And the real the real question is what's going on in the AL Central. Oh yeah, it's all not a good division. It's no, all young. I mean, they're they're going to be there's going to be good teams eventually. Um, they're all super young. the The Twins are the team that should run away in that division, and the Twins aren't that good of a team. No, the the Rays proved that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I thought the the Guardians were going to be pretty good. Uh, they're not because um, they they have the. They have the pieces. They have the farm system. They have the manager, uh, uh, but they just can't get it done. Uh, the White Sox, they're they're not good. Uh, the Tigers are doing better than I expected, but they're they're, they're it's a youth movement, and same with Kansas City. They're giving Javier Baez so much money, and he has just been wasting all that money to do terrible. Hey, you want to do quick baseball trivia? Yeah. Who is the first team to 10 wins this year? The Rays. Who is the first team to 20 wins this year? The Rays. Who is the first team to 30 wins this year? The Rays. Who is the first team to 40 wins this year? Oh, 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 who's calling me? The Rays. Who's going to be the the first team to 50 wins? Well, we'll answer that next week, but we know that answer. Hey, um. The Reds called up this guy uh, this week. Ellie De La Cruz. He hit a triple, and he was standing on third in 10 point, like, three seconds. <laughs> what? Yeah. Loser. He had a home run his first in his first weekend. He already had a home run, stolen base, a double, you know. And this, <laughs> He's like, I'll just get all these things out of the way. This, and he's wearing Eric Davis's number 44. I mean, he's just lighting it up in Cincinnati. Pretty, pretty fun. Cincinnati's got a couple of young, real kids that were sleeping on. Uh, they might be a fun team to watch by the end of the season. Or now, it sounds like. Hey, uh, Subway, you're getting uh, very distant. Get up on that mic. You're in a can. There you go. All right. Well, uh, Big Ed, how are you standing there, bud? Standing by. Big Rock and roll. Retrospective. Retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Hey, guys. So another good choice off the naughty radio. 
By the way, Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet can be purchased on Naughty Radio. Mention Big Ed, put it in the, the, the coupon box and receive a discount. Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, 1986. Slippery When Wet is the third studio album by American rock band Bon Jovi. It was released on August 18th, 1986 on Mercury Records. Uh, it was produced by Bruce Fairbairn with recording sessions between January and July of 86, uh, Little Mountain Studios in Vancouver. <laughs> the album features many of Bon Jovi's best known songs, including You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, and Wanted Dead or Alive. This album changed the lives of these musicians and put them on the map as bonafide rock stars with hits like You, you, you Give Love Bad a Name, uh, Love Bad Name, Wanted Dead or Alive, Living on a Prayer. The album was recorded in Vancouver. They really liked the jive. Bruce Fairbairn, this, this producer, had some success during his album, uh, during his era with albums such as Slippery When Wet, New Jersey, Bon Jovi's uh, previous two albums. Permanent Vacation and Pump, Get a Grip by Aerosmith, The Razor's Edge by ACDC, Balance by Van Halen. So this guy was on fire in the, in the 80s and 90s. So when you ask, like, what producer are you and Bruce Fairburn? And the response will be something like, oh, uh, that, that's a good producer. The album crushed it. Between 86 and 87, it had three top 10 Billboard hits, two of which, You Give Love a Bad Name, Living Under Prayer, reached number one making him the first rock band to have ever had two consecutive number one Billboard 100 hits. The third single, Wanted Dead or Alive, peaked at number seven, making Slippery When Wet the first metal album to have Billboard Hot 100 hits. Uh, the top 10 hits, actually. The album peaked at number one on the Billboard 200. The album spent 38 weeks inside the top five, including eight weeks at number one. It is the best-selling album of 87 in the United States and eventually reached Diamond certification. The current sales stand at 12 million copies in the U.S. alone, making it the 48th best-selling album in the United States. In the U.K., Slippery When Wet received three-time platinum. The album also achieved diamond status in Canada, six-time platinum in Australia. The Rolling Stone concluded their review with, John Bon Jovi and his band serve up condescending sentiment reducing every emotional statement to be a barehanded, back-phase cliche, either because they think that's all their audience can comprehend or because that's all they can comprehend. Slippery When Wet, Bon Jovi sounds like a, bore, uh, a bad fourth-generation metal, a smudgy Xerox of Quiet Riot. Oh, Rolling Stone. Again, they missed the mark. Not my favorite album, but this was pop gold. Slippery will go to sell over 13 million albums across the globe. Bon Jovi, you have John Bon Jovi, lead backing vocals, rhythm guitar, acoustic guitar on Wanted Dead or Alive. Richie Sambora, acoustic and electric guitars, guitar synths, talk box. Alec John Such, bass backing vocals. Tico Torres, drums, percussion, finger cymbals on Living on the Prayer. David Bryan, keyboards, noise, backing vocals. Bruce Fairbairn, producer, horns and percussion. Uh, there's 10 tracks, it clocks in at 43 minutes, 49 seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the beginning of this starts with Let It Rock, a long keyboard intro that into the group chanting together, whoa, whoa. The music kicks in. 
John Bon Jovi starts to sing the verse and sings about a night out in the town on the Sunset Strip while Sam Bohr plays his catchy hook. You give love a bad name, a most recognizable beginning shot to the heart, and you're to blame. You give rock and roll uh, love a bad name, a monster radio hit, and Sam Bohr again lays down a catchy riff while Alec John such going note for note with him while John bangs out the verse. Living on a prayer. This was the most played song in 86 and 87. And when I was in Tangnuchan, home of the catchy, got a ton of airplay at the rock clubs. Sambora, a true guitar virtuoso, plays the mouth box and gives this song its edge and the catchy riff that goes along with the song. And the vocal styling really complements bon jo- uh, John Bon Jovi's vocals. Social disease starts with some woman making some noise, more than likely backstage shenanigans, and then into the horn-laden pop song. Three minutes of mediocrity. Wanted, dead or alive. This too, a monster hit. Both Richie Sambor and uh, John Bon Jovi play the acoustic together. Then Sambor slides into his electric guitar, lays down his magic, and provides legendary accompanying vocals. If you've ever seen him perform this on MTV Music Awards, makes this incredible song at the time. That is when you know you have made it. When you're, when you're on MTV playing live at the award show, you've made it. Raise your hand. This too seems to fall into the hair metal formula of writing. You know, insert catchy riff here. It's very listenable and has some good bass work by Alec John Such. Bon Jovi's vocals just work and was the right sound at the right time. I never mentioned Tico Torres, his steady Eddie on the drum kit. Without love, very reminiscent of the previous two albums and very keyboard pop. I'm sure Richie Sambora did not like this song either. Not the level of writing like some of the other tracks. You can see why they got booed off the stage on their first tour. I'd Die For You. Again, keyboards start out like the this, this song Runaway, but then Sambora and Such take over and give this song some credibility and weight. And also, they lend a hand on vocals too. Never Say Goodbye. This is a ballad. You know how Big Ed feels about ballads, hair metal. You know, you have a ballad even if it sucks. The highlight of this Sambora's guitar solo. I'll say goodbye to this one. Wild Night, Wild in the Streets. Tico Torre is a very good drummer, a real steady Eddie, the Charlie Watts of hair metal. This adorns the pop formula, the pop formula smooth lyrics about a girl, uh, punching some happy backing vocals and lay over some of Sambora's master hookery. And then you have an 80s radio friendly song. To be honest, this is the first time I have ever played this album and listened to it at least 15 to 20 times. This is well produced. Richie Sambora is too good for these guys, but he made it work and laid down some real tasty licks, but surrounded with some unnecessary keyboards. I think I would have liked this band if there was a rhythm guitarist. I do not care too much for the keyboards in this band. John Bon Jovi's vocals works on this album and probably why it was so popular. Like I said, right place at the right time. Uh, Very successful. Some monster hits on this, and this was all over MTV and the radio in the late 80s. I give this 2.75 Montecitos. There were two duds in this and kept it from making the three Montecito mark. When this came out, the Duke Boy of Nessaquag was the, the Chubang Jang of Tanguchang. But the Duke Boy came out when he was driving his deuce and a half, living on a prayer, blaring on, on the boombox in the truck as he was driving through the mud, keeping his foot in and double clutching it the whole way. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Well, love the ending. Don't necessarily agree. listen. 
and, and these guys heard me talk kind of pre-show. R- Richie Sambora was such a talent. He was in a band that was named after the lead singer. Yeah, and, and he was the and, talent. And, and, and he still landed Heather Locklear. That's how good of a talent he was. <laughs> she liked guitar players. She did. He, well, no, she liked, she liked the, musicians. Tommy Lee. But to yeah. make yeah. J-Lo won trivia, he won. He won Heather La- Locklear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had this album on cassette, and really? I hadn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a long time ago. I, Did I you listen to out, it? I, I listened to this. We actually, we all listened to this album. No, no, no. I, I, I had it's listened bad. to this album. It just wasn't my time. thing. No, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good album. Like just about half the album was an absolute staple of FM radio. Oh, sure. Uh, it's like it's, it's probably a soundtrack of your your adolescence. This album. Now Very the, much so. The, now there was one song that Mike was kind of remind me of a story, which, um, and he was saying like I was going off like yes, the, uh, we'll uh, share. You you give love a bad name. Yes, we're gonna, one, we're gonna that say would be the gonna, higher of my existence. So this was back in the Pan, Ponderosa days. Mm, Ponderosa. <laughs> it was uh, a Saturday night at Ponderosa. Dina, Casey, and Mike. The young Big Mike, little Big Mike. Yes. We're sitting eating our probably second or third Sunday. Yep, getting our And Casey was going off on that song. Casey was how you give love a bad name is not a good song. (laughs) It is overplayed. He doesn't like it. And but Dina was very adamant about the fact that she really liked the song. Dina was she loved the song, and yeah. it's not overplayed. Yeah, she probably so. likes a, a Boston a lot, too. Me, too. She's like, oh, I haven't heard that song. Let's hear it again. More time. Uh, I like this album. I mean, all right, first off, a um, little trivia to Big Ed and uh, Subway Slam. The uh, track Raise Your Hands, it was like an opening track into a movie. Mm. Casey got me on this one. It's a, it's a comedy movie, and the scene is a Winnebago flying by. Through space. And they're playing Bon Jovi's Raise Your Hands. Any guesses? Oh, uh, it's in the uh, uh, Spaceballs. That's right. Get, give him the dinger. He's got it. Wait, hold on. That's right, and 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 what you see is you see a half man, half dog, a mog, uh, kind of kind of shimmying, shimmying, you know. Yeah, this is a uh, barf. Yeah, yeah, I remember barf, barf. That in here, this is a Mercedes. I remember this scene. Uh, I love that album. The whole thing. actually, barf was short for Bartholomew. Yes. Yeah, I have a story uh, about. I have a, actually a story about you give love a bad name. Um, oh boy! A Do we want to hear it? Does it have to? And do in the end, you really Mercedes? give love a good name. Does that? Yeah, it's it, it, does, it has nothing to do with Pound Town. Has nothing to do. It's, does, it, a, does it involve the Care Bear stare? Uh-huh. What no. is the Care Bear stare? Oh, no, it's <laughs> why the Care Bear? <laughs> we care. We um, care. So. So a couple, I no, you know, I, I'm about uh, almost a month ago. Um, mm. 
I may or may not perform the song at it at my school's talent show. Um, oh. I, I've got the video. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Big Ed's got the video because the Ultimate Karen sent the uh, s- sent it to to him. Um, so um, yeah, I performed that at my uh, school talent show. I dressed up as John Bon Jovi, so wow. I had the I had the wig, I had the scarf, I I, I had the leather jacket, I had the jeans. Um, I and went all off like six miles into the air. I did see that part. Yeah, I went all. I got a little inspired by David David Lee Roth because he's amazing. Uh, sure. Um, and I got the girls screaming, <laughs> um, squealing. Yeah, not in a dirty way, folks. Not in a dirty way. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how you, you call mean. Weren't hurting for a squirting. Nice. I mean, maybe. I I don't. And then, like you know, ever since then, you knew then, what that meant. You mean? And then, well, ever, ever since ever, then, ever go since, ahead. Ever since I performed it, uh, anytime I'm in school, I hear, uh, I hear someone singing the song, um, or or um, there the group. There's people coming up to me saying, "What's up, Bon Jovi?" You have groupies? What do you mean groupie? No, no, I don't have groupies. I there's a bunch of people. Uh, they're dudes. random people. They're dudes. People. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, uh, you know what you got? They're, they're called Rush fans. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rush fans. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, I mean, you know, I you know, I didn't grow up to this uh uh grow up to this album, but you know what? I love Bon Jovi. I love this album. I mean, that I mean radio the I mean, this album really just I, I wouldn't say this is their peak yet. Like this, this is their big guys. Um, commercially, yeah, this is their peak. But like, I definitely, I definitely would. This is a good album, but like, I, I kind of also prefer New Jersey, um, and Keep the Faith. So, um, but yeah, this is a good album. I really, I really like this album. I love Bon Jovi. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Well, why don't you marry them then? Yeah. I'll marry him too. So. They're, they're not shit without Richie Sambor, by the way. But what do I know? Hey, you know what? What uh, isn't like Richie Sambor supposed to come back to Bon Jovi? I, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Yeah, I, I didn't ask him. I mean, Walt Disney's supposed to come back to Disney World. Did did uh? Well, he's on ice. Um, isn't it just his head? Yeah. Disney on ice. Yes. Disney yeah, right. um, it says cryogenically um, frozen Disney on ice. Sambora is, to- uh, is in talks of returning. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, because he's the only one who knows how to play guitar. Yeah. He's too good so for that like, band. So I was like, I'm not like if he comes like if he if he officially comes back to Bon Jovi, I'm going to I'm going to get I want to get tickets because I want to see them. I want to see all, all like I want to see all the guys. I want to see uh, John Bon Jovi. I want to see Richie. I want to see David Bryan. I want to see Tico Torres. I want to see Hugh McDonald. Um, play all together, like it, it's gonna be amazing. Subway. What well, if they Bon-Jovi. replaced Phil Mc- McDonald with uh, Phil Donahue? <laughs> is Donahue still alive? Well, you made me think of Norm McDonald, which made me a little sad. Well, you can't replace him with Norm McDonald. No, and you can't replace him with Alec John Such. 
or, or Alex Alexander died, and they they fired him because live he was making mistakes. Great. Oh, I thought they fired him because he died. No, I have a song about no. the fire. Oh, no, he, he, he played fired. with him again in like 2011, You're 2018. Yeah. I thought I thought he just I thought he quit. No, he he was let oh, he go. He got fired. Okay, he got let go. Well. Oh yeah, he's yeah, making no, a no. lot of mistakes live. That was the problem. Well, yeah, oh, jo- yeah. John Bon Jovi's not going to cut that man. No, they, and some of the ba- if you listen, if you continually pick out the music that's going on, Richie Sambora's, he's got the catchiest riffs, and the, sure. the bass yeah. player Alec John Such uh, was really good. He had some good hooks too. Sure. But the keyboards just ruined it. I hated the keyboards in that band. Yeah, I like well, that, it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. That's all. Yeah, well, it was, the only reason why he's there is because that's Bon Jovi. He grew up, well, not grew up with Bon Jovi, but like him and Bon Jovi were the ones who like. Yeah, started. well, it's also a product of that sound of that time, you know. Yeah, I don't even remember there being a keyboard. Yeah, there, there definitely was huge. Yeah, there was. Subway, you have to listen to what did I say it was There's called? There's no Ray Manzarek, that's for sure. Uh, circus music. She wants no. you to listen to circus music. No, but Crossroads is just the greatest hits album. I know. Yeah, don't don't talk about circus music unless you can talk about Mr. Bungle. And yeah. don't make me do Mr. Bungle what, what, next week. Uh, or a good David Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, message me. And I, I actually, I think she just jumped in as super fan. Uh, uh, I believe she saw them like right at the end of this tour, Ooh. or maybe the super fan die. I, I who Bon Jovi? Yes, I saw them open for the Scorpions, and it did not. They did not have a good day that day. No, but I think it was like the whatever the next album. Um, the yes. next one was or, like Fahrenheit 5000 or something. What was the second album there? Uh, uh Subway? Seven, 7800 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. What's that in reference to? Loser. Uh, the album's title is a reference uh, to the supposed melting point of a rock, which is equivalent to uh, 4313 degrees Celsius, like hard rock. Rock in general, like a piece of quartz. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So you make it lava. Well, they're they're hot rock. That's what they're saying. American hot rock. Yeah. Hot rocks was already taken by the stone, so they couldn't do that. Yeah, so they got to do, be a little scientific. Good for him. Speaking of stones, uh, Some Girls is 45 years old this week. Pretty cool album. I agree. There's a bunch of albums that turned 50. Houses of the Holy was one of them. There was a David Bowie album I'd never heard of. Uh, Trace Ombres is 50 years old. Uh, The Eagles, Desperado. There was a whole bunch. I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting old. Yeah. That's that's weird. Very. Stuff that I grew up to. And I'm like, I mean, usually illusion one and two are over 30 years old. I, I can't even still 
Yeah. I'll wrap my head around that. I don't know. It's just weird. It just goes by, but this was good. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I, there was some stuff I'd never heard of before, but there were a ton of radio hits. This wasn't I mean, short of a, a 13 million albums. is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, and Rolling Stone missed it hard. Rolling again. Stone was always hard on these guys. Again, I got yeah. I got trivia. Go. Oh, okay. I got trivia about Bon Jovi. You ready? Um, before Richie Sambora, who was Bon Jovi's original original lead guitarist when they were trying to make the debut studio album, Bon Jovi? This, this, I'll give you a hint. Uh, this lead guitarist ended up join uh, forming another band that also became big in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, CC Deville. Nope. Slash. Nope. Uh, Dave Sabo. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Skid Row. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to go loser, but I was going to their, their yeah. debut album was great. Yeah, their debut album was pretty good. Well, uh, his, what's his brother, Chris dead. Sabo, though? Was his brother Chris Sabo? No, not the Reds player. Hmm. He wouldn't be cooler if he was. <laughs> be cool if he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, a guy found a megalodon tooth on TV. That's good for him. Oh, now they have it in the studio. Good for them. I think that's a different tooth. This is news, folks. She's like, oh, wow. Hey, we shouldn't have stole it. Were we supposed to like keep that? or uh, I think we're supposed to like give that back. What the hell's going on with this newscast? so far doesn't she usually wear like a different color no or that's she, the one pink. oh she, she always wears pink and i was wearing it last week and i'm wearing it again yeah i must have joined the hmm. the, we the pink crew fridays yeah well that's fun good for her but she legitimately looks like she's gonna get arrested good for her arrested for oh, what she she gave him the you touch it last for stealing the check you touch it last she looks mortified. Look at her. She's like, Pasha. Yeah, she did the ah! Pasha. She went all 90s. Quick, she did the weather map. She was like, Psych. 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 Well, anyone else got anything? Uh, oh, uh, Big Ed, what do you think we're heading? Which direction next week as far as uh, music? Where we uh, have no idea. I, ha I have none. Do you guys have a? I'm going. I'm looking at naughty now. There's all kinds. Um, you know, why don't you do like a Steely Dan or something like yeah. that? Yeah, I love Steely Dan. I'll find something. Right or no? Thing. I don't care. I'm, I'm looking. I haven't seen one yet. Oh, okay. Oh, which let's let's take a look at all naughty. You know what you don't want to hear when Steely Dan is mentioned? I don't. Well, I have Steely Dan on my in my repertoire. Oh, I do like good. Steely Dan. Look. I gotta get that taste of Bon Jovi out of my mouth. God, I was so much of it. So I was like, oh, I gotta listen no. to it again. Yeah, they got uh, Asia, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, is it on the LP section? Yeah, it's an LP. 
Uh, I mean, that, uh, they got can't, can't Can't Buy a Thrill. I'm not too familiar with that album. That's uh, Dirty Work. It's probably similar to uh, Can't Buy Oh and, shit! Actually, that's uh, that's their uh, their intro album. Yeah, debut reeling in the years. Yeah, that that's actually a pretty good I album. Reeling the years, that one. Yeah, uh, an album that they absolutely refuse to play live, and they lead on, and they'll never play it. Hmm. They're just really? kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely refuse to play that song live. Hmm. Why is that? I, I don't know. They're like uh, DJ requests in the movie uh, The Goods. <laughs> they're just like not going to take orders. They just they play it a couple times and they're like, no, no, just we just don't feel it. We're just not going to play it. Just because you want it here doesn't mean we're going to play it. They're they're odd guys in a sense. They're weird music nerds. Fantastic musicians. They're not fan friendly. They, you know. Maybe that's for their private um, concerts. No, they they don't play the song live. Good for a pretty penny. So you want me to do that one or Asia? Uh, you know what? You should probably do. Uh, man, can't buy a thrill. Is such a great intro oh. album. I don't know. I, I I'm looking at the Royal Scam, 1976. All right. It's got Kid Charlemagne on it. Yeah, let's go with that one. Maybe that's actually a... my favorite uh, Steely Dan song, but I've never listened to this. Yeah, let, let, let's do that one then. It's called, uh, what's the name of that album again? Uh, the Royal well, Scam. Does he, is it on Naughty? Oh. Um... I, I just went outside. No, we got to do Naughty. Hold on. Which one did you see on Naughty? Hold, hold on. I... Let me just go back in the, the shop because I was just shopping by vinyl. I only saw two, but the, again, those were only on vinyl. It um, shows me going to the search, right? Yeah. Yeah. I only see those two albums, uh, Asian. Can't buy throw. Correct. I'll flip a coin. Hey, I got a quarter right here. Heads, it's uh, Can't Buy a Thrill Tales. It's uh, Asia. Tales. Tales. Can't Buy a Thrill. Can't Buy a Thrill. There All right, is. there you go. So we can't, can't buy a thrill. Great, great album. Do, though. Start listening in the morning. Just remember, they're not going to play Reeling in the Years live, folks. So don't sit there and expect it. It's not fucking Yeah, right. I don't think they uh, – are they still touring with uh, – one of them's dead. Yeah, one of them's dead. Becker, Becker's dead. Donald Fagan's still, still going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck that. He's like, guess who's not reeling in the years? Wow. Right, the guy's been dead for a while. It's not yeah. like I'm saying about the Iron Sheik. two months, I mean. All right, you got a point. Oh, God, they got a cake album, too. Oh, yeah, well, we can do cake next or the following week. 
That's good. That that would be fun to do. Cake, they're I, I never tire of them. They just do their own thing and no, no, we're not touring the East Coast. We're just gonna Yeah, we're just gonna stay down. we're yeah, we're gonna just tour California and then that's it and call it a, a tour. Forever. Every once in a while they come out this side. They do small venues out here. They were, yeah, out in, uh, they were out in Palm Beach like three years ago. I tried to get I tried to get Tripping to go, and he didn't want to go. He's the one that turned me on to uh, to uh, to Cake, listening to uh, "You Part the Waters." Right. I I got one. Uh, um, I guess inkling of um, I guess something news noteworthy that happened this week um is it bigger than the panther it's bigger than the panther uh no the head of the christian coalition uh (laughs) and the 700 club pat robertson had passed away oh pat so all i gotta say is uh tiddlywinks uh enjoy pissing on his grave wait who's that the guy who's getting pissed on right now by Tiddlywinks. Oh. Anyways, thank you, everyone. Keep the shiny side up. And the greasy side down. Peace. Later. See ya.